Hi, I'm Commander Shepard, and the Xbox Drive is the greatest podcast on the Citadel. Greater than X. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of The Roundabout, celebrating 15 years of the Xbox 360. My name is Ryan Turford, and this is the show where we're counting down the months to the 15-year anniversary of the Xbox 360, with 50 of the best games you can play on the console for both new and experienced owners. We dive into the brief history of each game and talk about what makes it awesome. As always, we'd love your feedback on this show, as well as anything else we do over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, or you can reach out to me directly at Ryan Turford on Twitter. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D, because everybody always asks. On this week's episode, as you might have guessed, we're going to take a look at the end of an epic video game trilogy, Mass Effect 3, released on March 6th, 2012. Now, before we get too far into this episode, this is a quick spoiler warning, as this episode will contain mild spoilers from both Mass Effect 1 and 2, as well as major spoilers from Mass Effect 3. So if you haven't played any of the Mass Effect games at all, or the Mass Effect series as a whole yet, obviously I recommend that you go play it first of all, first and foremost. Um, Obviously though, go back, play them, come back when you're ready. This show will still be here, obviously, uh, when, when you're ready to come back. Originally, I thought to do kind of one episode that talks all about the Mass Effect trilogy as a whole, but I felt that each game really deserved its own time in the spotlight, and definitely, you're going to be hearing about Mass Effect 1 and 2 at a later date, for sure. So, you still here? Good. Spoilers are now in full effect. We'd stopped Saren from summoning the Reapers at the Citadel, we'd pulled off an impossible suicide mission to stop the Collectors from kidnapping Organics, and now the Reapers have finally arrived at the Milky Way galaxy, and it's up to Commander Shepard and their crew to find a way to stop them from destroying the Earth. There was a huge level of hype going to Mass Effect 3. It was by far one of the most anticipated games from Bioware debate, and when the game launched, it was a huge deal and a massive hit. Wrapping up a story like Mass Effect's after two full games of choices, relationships, and events is no easy task, and with the exception of very few other games, none had ever attempted what Bioware did before them. While Mass Effect 3 wasn't the cleanest ending, it did a lot of things right, and it turned out to be a great action RPG in its own right. We got to visit planets we've always wanted to see from the first two games, such as the Asari world of Thessia, Mars, Palavin, even though we saw it from its moon Manet, and of course, the Earth which, of course, was pretty much on fire the entire time. But, you know, at least we got to see Vancouver anyways. We got to meet up with our friends from the previous two games, as well as making new ones. We also got to see the conclusions to some of our favorite characters' stories through side quests, with decisions made from the first two games coming back and changing the narrative one way or another. From this standpoint, it was a loving send-off of the trilogy and paid off many of the narrative beats. On the other side of the coin, it's impossible to talk about Mass Effect 3 in a retrospective sense without talking about the ending. Now, I have a bit of a unique perspective to give, as I had finished the game but well before the game launched, um, because at the time I had gotten the game a little bit early. After blowing through the game in a couple days, I chose the red ending, watched the mass relays explode, the Normandy crash on a weird jungle planet, and of course, Neil Armstrong talking to a kid on a snowy planet. My initial thoughts were, hey, This was pretty awesome. It's not really the ideal ending I was expecting, but I'm happy with my choice overall. And the ending kind of fit my choice because the red ending, of course, was the destruction choice. um, So that mass relays blowing up made sense, especially because I hadn't seen the other endings. So I just figured, hey, it's because I I told all the uh, inorganic stuff to blow up. 
So I figured that's what caused that. It wasn't very long after that that people started completing the game, causing the conversation to change to the game's ending, as people discovered that there were only one of three different, very similar endings, and mostly they just had, were color-coded with different things, regardless of what the player chose along the way. While choice-based games nowadays almost always have similar conclusions, Mass Effect 3 had entered uncharted territory, and fans had expected more. Another example I'd give of this is, is something like the Walking Dead series from Telltale, where, as Greg Miller once put it, it's like everyone has the same coloring book, we're just coloring it in differently, but everyone gets to the same conclusion in the end. That's kind of how I feel about uh, a lot of choice-based games nowadays, and Mass Effect 3, again, was, was no exception to this. This prompted Bioware to release an extended version of the ending as a free add-on, and while there are some fans that were still upset that Bioware refused to change the ending, the extended endings did give a bit more closure based on your choices. When I think of the ending of Mass Effect 3, I treat the section right before uh, you go to the final battle where you're saying goodbye to your crewmates on Earth. That really was the closure that I really needed and, and sort of gave me peace uh, with my choices. And I don't really blame anyone for, for feeling any differently th about this. Obviously, if you're still upset about the Mass Effect ending, uh, that's totally okay. I mean, I, I'm totally cool with it and I can understand that. I guess it was just... The, the the what changed my way of thinking was modern game design, where if you look at other choice-based games, all of them are, and kind of similarly in, in a lot of ways, uh, we just hadn't really seen anything like that at the time. Um, so it makes sense. And I always am always in favor of um, developers always following their vision to, to the end and not really changing uh, their ending or the story based on player feedback. Um, I do like that uh, having creative freedom on, on their end to be able to put out whatever ending they feel is okay, um, and then we kind of have to, to go with it from there. However, something really interesting happened with Mass Effect 3's DLC in the form of the Citadel DLC pack. In it, you reconvene with your past and present crew members on the Citadel, and in my opinion, this is the true send-off for these characters. If you plan on revisiting Mass Effect 3 at all, I highly recommend picking it up as it adds the needed closure that I think a lot of fans were really looking for with the ending, and I think it really changed the way people thought about Mass Effect 3 as a whole for the better. Speaking of DLC, the other two DLC packs, Omega and Leviathan, are also really good as well and are also recommended pickups. With so much of the focus being on the game's ending, the excellent parts of Mass Effect 3 often get buried. It's the most refined version of Mass Effect's combat, and while it traded in the most of the series' RPG elements, it was an absolute blast to play. While the story was the weakest of the three games, it still packs heartfelt moments and fantastic conversations with NPCs as well as your crewmates. While the war asset systems left a bit to be desired, especially since it required multiplayer play to max out, it was a much better alternative to the mining system found in Mass Effect 2. Even the smallest choices from the first game had effects in Mass Effect 3, the best example being the fate of Commander Shepard's biggest fan and your homeboy, Conrad Werner. By interacting with Conrad in both Mass Effect 1 and 2, he'll appear again in Mass Effect 3, and after a quick side mission, his fate will be decided by whether or not you completed one of the optional side quests on the Citadel in Mass Effect 1 surrounding undercover C-Sect officer Jenna. The crazy thing about this is this uh, side quest has nothing to do with Conrad Verter at all, so you would never think that th those two things would actually line up, but they totally do in, in the third game. The amount of planning that went into making your choices matter at this level is truly astounding, and I have to tip my hat to everyone at Bioware Edmonton for making the world of Mass Effect 3 feel like it was shaped by your choices. There were lots of other examples of, of uh, choice-based things like this that I could have pulled from. This was just the one that came to mind uh, when I was thinking about this. 
So where does Mass Effect 3 place on the scale of the 360's best games, and how does it hold up today? Well, of all three games, Mass Effect 3's combat still holds up the best, and it's a great looking game on both 360 and Xbox One in that combat. It may have been my least favorite in the trilogy, but I still consider it to be a worthy finale to one of the best trilogies in all of gaming. And ultimately, even though it's the game of the three I probably replay the least, I do think that Mass Effect 3 is an amazing game, and while there are some minor setbacks which really hold it from being much higher on this list, it is a definite must-play, in my opinion, especially if you've played the other two games. Like, come on, you gotta play this game. If you're looking to pick up Mass Effect 3 today, it's available on Xbox Live on 360, plus it's backwards compatible on Xbox One, as well as the rest of the trilogy, so you can actually play through all three games on Xbox One if you want to, which is pretty awesome in lieu of the fact that we haven't had like an HD uh, remake of this yet. Mass Effect 3, as well as the other two games, are also available as part of EA Access's vault, so if you have an EA Access subscription, you also have a copy of all three games in the trilogy, which is pretty sweet as well. That's all for this episode of The Roundabout. You can hit me up on Twitter anytime at Ryan Turford. You can also find the pants man himself, Sean Capri, over on Twitter at Sean Capri, and us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Roundabout, episode three, and I'm out. Ball, send it out, ball, Mass Effect.